Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. This is 365 Sports, powered by Sikkim365.com. Paul, put this up in the uh, chat room. What is more exhausting? Maybe neither one of them, both of them, but pick one if you want. The Big Ten infighting that we have now, the hot topic, what is more nauseating? Big Ten's infighting or the SEC's delusions of grandeur. And look, I know some of it's not delusions of grandeur. They've won national titles, but really the ones who haven't or the ones who haven't recently, the SEC, it just means more and the, the kind of way that they do things. I know that fans have been tired of, but I did like the more I've read about the Big Ten story, the more I do actually, you know, like the way that Mike Slive and Greg Sankey handled their internal business in that if there was some sort of sign-stealing thing going on in the SEC, they would have probably had a way to deal with it. Like, they're, they're very rarely have their squabbles gotten out or out of hand. They, they deal with it in-house, and maybe that's that on, a, on one side of the coin, that's a really good thing that they handle these things, they don't get petty, they don't get out, and they can kind of move forward, and they, they work really, really, really well as a group. But the other side of that is, like, Maybe some of it needs to get out because some of it we we might as the consumers need to know what's going on. But at the end of the day, with this Big Ten thing, all it's done is expose that there are a lot of holes in a lot of the way that rules are written up or the way that this thing is done. And then any time that I have a situation where you catch somebody doing something and they're like, yeah, well, we, we don't think it's wrong because everybody else is doing it too. And you're like, well, no, it, you know it's against the rules. I'm just – I just hate it. It just it just bothers me. So I'm leaning towards the Big Ten. I'm curious to what you guys think about it. Uh, I'm I tired mean, of this Michigan stuff already. Yeah, yeah. I mean the uh, the Michigan story is it's like I was trying to explain, but I'm just sort of out of words to talk about it. Is uh, just a bizarre story. The vacuums on the front porch pictures, the the plane tickets, the, the the elaborate network, all that stuff. It's just it's it's still in need of a lot more explanation and a lot more um, uncovering of what exactly that story even is, uh, because I don't think we even still know. Like we know it's a sign stealing thing, but we don't know still like who was absolutely involved outside of one guy. You know what the culpability is of others. Uh, what kind of punishment can be doled out? Like, we don't know any of these things because we don't really still know even what happened just yet. Um, but the fact that it is going, you know, on a, being a daily thing now for uh, the past several days and it's still kind of in the 
same spot where it's uncovering more and more and more bizarre things leads me to believe we're going to be talking about this for a lot while longer, and that does give me a little bit of tired head because, you know, Michigan's got a pretty big game coming up this week. Yeah. I don't know if you guys know that. Yeah. Michigan's got a pretty big damn game Their first game real up. test. Yeah, the, the best team they've played this year, and we're talking about some goof who has, um, speaking of delusions of grandeur, yeah. um, I think uh, that's – the, the the guy with the porn star name, uh, who's, I'm just tired of saying his name at this. Like, it was funny and goofy to, to say his name initially, but now I'm just kind of tired of it. So, I think I'm I'm probably leaning towards the uh, the Big Ten infighting, even though I'm focusing just on the, the one guy. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you add in now the, the Spider-Man meme pointing at each other, oh, you cheated, but yeah, but our cheating's not as bad as your cheating. There's that element. So, I think based on the way I'm, I'm ranting on this, that I'd go with option A, and that's also because this is all very much front and center, and it's all very much brand new, and it's it's hard to kind of unpack. But um, and I don't, I don't know nauseating. I'm not nauseated by any of this. I, I'm kind of, uh, I guess, uh, not not even annoyed. I don't know what I think about the whole thing. I'm just kind of, just kind of like, oh, this is this is interesting. Whereas with the SEC thing, I mean, that's been commonplace now for two decades. I mean, that's. That, that's been this way for forever. Um, you know, if Oklahoma doesn't get upset by LSU uh, years and years and years ago, does this SEC run start, you know, and become what it became with Alabama joining the party and then, you know, Florida was joining the party and LSU uh, obviously kicked off the party and we've seen Auburn jump in there and we've seen Georgia now jump in there. I mean, delusions of grandeur, I don't think there's anything delusional about it. I yeah. think it's just that, that's it is what it is and they are the best conference, have been, uh, stand to continue to be the Big Ten with the way that they've reloaded, have a chance to to topple that. You know, they've got a good set of teams at the top. They've got great teams that are coming in. How that all balances out moving forward will be fascinating. But, yeah, I go topic A because I, I don't think there's any delusions on the SEC side when it comes to what they're bragging about. Now, are there delusions in terms of, like, why is a South Carolina fan bragging yeah. about Georgia's national championship? Yeah. That does not make me nauseated. It does, uh, to, to that point of, of the side of it. So, yeah, if we whittle it down, I am nauseated by Vandy fan, uh, you know, flying a banner for Bama's title uh, and bragging as though they won it themselves. Uh, but the, the Connor Stout – nah, I said his name, damn it. Uh, the Michigan story is, is starting to get me a little uh, – Sick and tired at this point. Yeah. Well, what I here's the part about it. I don't know how it's going to end. I think it's going to end up in court. Even if the Big Ten comes down with some kind of hammer, it's going to end up in court. Even if they don't, it's going to still be a story all the way until Michigan's no longer involved. And then, of course, it will be then somebody else that gets involved, like Ohio State, if they keep winning. And it just, in my opinion, overshadows the football season, which is about games, wins, and losses. Is there something nefarious? I don't know. Is it cheating? Everybody has their own opinion. But that's why I'm picking the Big Ten infighting, because what was a Michigan thing, now it's a Democrat-Republican thing, and it's not going to end. Pretty soon you're going to have Penn State involved. Then it's going to be Wisconsin. Then you're going to hear about uh, well, there's going to be an else. asterisk. It's like the yeah. Astros World Series. There's going to be an asterisk whenever you bring up Michigan, how they got in the playoff if they get in the playoff, or you know, then it comes out Ohio State was doing it too. Well, then Ohio State's got you know, and so that's what it's going to ter- turn into. And God forbid one of them win a national title. God forbid Michigan win it, and you know, then they are the Astros, right? They would be basically the Houston Astros in some ways. Or wait, or did they not know? We're still figuring that part of it out. So, yeah, I mean, uh, the the first option definitely has the 
the ability to, to become very nauseating the longer it drags on and the longer it does overshadow what is a pretty tremendous college football season right now. All right, so I think uh, – what's the poll, Paul? Uh, SEC Bravado is winning right now, okay. 54 to I think that's 46%. jealousy. Yeah, uh, I think that's more is. nauseating. It can't, you know, I, I do think that could be – whereas I think the, the Michigan Big Ten infighting is more of, like, annoying. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Because it is – it does make you feel a little gross to, to – I gave examples of, like – Florida fan rooting for LSU in the national title game so that the SEC can, you know, brag about uh, another title. I, it's like, but you're supposed I, to hate each other. That's I, not how it works. But I also don't think that that's really what's going on. Well, like, like Florida rooting for LSU. Like, they're rooting for the other team, and then when it comes to it, they do the thing that they think they're supposed to do. Oh, yeah, yeah. Which is, which like, is oh, nauseating. Yeah, the SEC. Yeah, which is nauseating to yeah. your point, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the thing that's weird to me is that um, – and I remember this like it was yesterday – when Texas played in 2005 was on the radio and the two partners of the show, one of them said, well, I know all the three of us are rooting for Texas. And I was like, the hell I am. Yeah, no. I was like, are they playing? I'm like, only if they're playing Russia. No, right. I'm not rooting for Texas. Like, absolutely not. And then that was the first time I'd ever even heard that idea of, well, you want the conference to be good. And I was like, look, you guys are Baylor guys. Is Guy Morris is a coach at the time. Is Guy Morris going to go up, call some of them and go, hey, listen. Texas just won the national championship, and we play them. Would you like to get beat by that team? That's not his recruiting pitch. Like, it does not matter. Well, no. I don't know, Paul. At that point in time, that might have been the best recruiting pitch they had, dude. <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, honestly, it might have been, but, like, the biggest pull for that no. program. But yeah. uh, Dennis Francione at A&M at the time wasn't calling him going, hey, would you like a shot to be in the same stratosphere as Texas? No. He was saying, and he was, tr- I mean, it was silly. Like, hey, they want it, and we play them. That's not how it works. I don't know. I, I don't know if that ever really existed before. It's, I certainly don't remember ever really coming across that sort of fandom until, yeah, the SEC started rolling off titles. And then it was like this. I mean, I, I don't know if you blame Feinbaum for that or, you know, what what direction you point to. I don't know where all that really started. I don't remember it at all in the 90s. Um, I was younger. and I wasn't paying as much attention, you know, on a daily basis. But I don't recall that in any conference really that I, that I can think of that – you know, then became this this rallying cry and this prideful thing of, you know, the uh, you know being the the SEC. So yeah, yeah I mean that, have... that has had some nauseating moments for sure. So yeah, I would go there. But the the t- more tiresome, annoying topic is is building up to be a Michigan runaway for sure. And that's not even close to being over. And a here's Big another Ten thing, runaway. by the way, when the SEC ad nauseum, one they backed it up, but also they had a big network that made sure that they pounded, right, yeah. the board. Hey, we have them. We love them. We're going to cover them. Uh, and, and, that's, and, and, and then the SEC kept winning, and they still do even I, to this I, day. I do think there is like a little bit, and part of this is the dividing line, though, of I think there's two eras of this SEC um, dominance thing. There's the, you know, Tennessee and Auburn and Florida and LSU winning, and then there's when Nick Saban wrapped to hold everything and put a chokehold on college football then there's that and now like georgia has now uh, they're they're the fraser of the the cheers of of that they're a very successful spinoff of nick saban because kirby smart was there and took it and applied it 
in the only way that anybody's ever really done it consistently well. So really, there's the pre-Saban where like they built that up, and then after that, literally even the ones who've won national titles, and I'm not taking that away from them, but if you're talking about recency, it's really more about Saban than anything else because he's the one who's dominated that, and while LSU sneaks in every now and again, it's it's really been Wait about saving. Yeah, he started it with LSU, though. Yeah, yeah. he started, started the whole yeah. SEC yeah. run with LSU beating yeah. Oklahoma. But LSU but, uh, hasn't yeah. just snuck in. They've they've been pretty consistent. No, I mean, no, listen but, here. Yeah. He, he, there was Tennessee and Florida in the '90s, Alabama in the early '90s. They did their thing, but there was not any like SEC. Yeah. Was, that was non-existent because you still had Oklahoma winning the title. You had Texas very much in the mix, but with '03 <clears> when um, when Nick Saban and LSU beat. Oklahoma, that's when this all, like, yep. I mean, supercharged, got huge. And then Saban, you know, goes to Alabama. But you had Florida and Urban right after that. And you had LSU still in the mix. And, and they would win, you know, continue to win as well. And now you've got Georgia. So, I mean, Saban started the whole SEC, SEC thing in so many ways at LSU. Um, and so, yeah, but you're, you're right in that this all revolves around him when you, bull, you know, when you circle back around. It all started with him. It, it continued to be a thing for 20 years as much because of him as any other program. And then when it wasn't their time to be on the mountaintop, they were still always in the mix. And then typically the team that beat them for that was a team in the SEC. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's been a run of dominance that uh, is not delusional. It's, it's been very much a lot of grandeur for sure to their credit. All right. Uh, we will have Ricky Thompson in the next segment. But also today we have much more to get to, including uh, Dane Brugler's midseason top 50 NFL prospects. How many are in the Big 12? Uh, How many of them are underclassmen? And then who are they? And what does that mean for teams where they are playing now uh, and what they are about to have to replace? Also, in about 20, 25 minutes, Ashley Hodge, who does, he is, other than Scott Drew, is anybody else more saturated with Baylor men's basketball than Ashley Hodge? I don't think so. Yeah, he's he's probably even more so than coaches coaches on staff. Yeah, I think so. (laughs) He'll kind of break down what we saw last night and also some other college basketball news. And then Eddie Lackey, former Baylor uh, all-conference linebacker, uh, and his thoughts about where the program is today. A lot to get to. Thanks for all of you in the chat room, in the text line, and even on Twitter. This is 365 Sports. By the way, the poll was how much overwhelmingly, Paul? It was 71 votes, 52-48 SEC haters. 71-52, I think it's jealousy. Yeah, 71 total votes. Okay. Uh, It was 52-48. That's a little closer at the end than I thought. Okay. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.